week 16 bets. Anything you've already got in your portfolio that's still widely available or anything you're giving pretty strong consideration? Uh, nothing in the portfolio. Uh, you know, with the COVID stuff, uh, I'm, I'm taking a little bit of a wait and see to a degree uh, this week. The one game that I, I'm kind of looking at, I've got, you know, I've got the Cleveland Green Bay game priced at a higher total uh, than what we're currently seeing at, at the 44 and a half or so. Um, and, you know, I, I went over the Green Bay team total last week, had value to the over, chose the team total. I thought that was maybe a better spot. Uh, took their team total over Chicago the week before. Actually, I think they played the Rams before that possibly. Went over their team total that week. It was like 21 and a half. Now their team total is up a little bit higher. Uh, it looks like at 27. Um, I had 24 and a half last week. They were 28 and a half at home um, against the Bears, but I still felt comfortable with that because I had them in the 30s. Um, and then against the Rams, I had them, I don't know, I think it was mid-20s, and they were like 21 and a half or something. They were a home dog in that game. Um, I've got this total, like I said, priced a little bit higher. we got to see where Cleveland is. I mean, Cleveland's just a mess in general. They've been a mess on offense. So, um, you know, I'm a little hesitant uh, in terms of taking it over having to rely on Cleveland be able to do some some damage themselves in that game. But the Packers' defense hasn't been fantastic. I mean, yes, they've been good in certain things, but they've given up, I think, it's 27 or more points in their last four games. And granted, some of the Bears stuff with special teams, not necessarily on their defense and stuff, but, um, you know, anytime you're getting Green Bay with a total in the mid-40s, and I know scoring's down this year, but this offense is so potent. And I know they got uh, Valdez Scantling's on the COVID list. Like, you know, they could be down at receiver, but um, a mid forty total for a Packer game is a pretty low total with that offense. And it's not it's not a lockdown shutdown defense. Um, so I'm looking at the over in that game uh, possibly. Yeah, it's a light card for me as well. I would say that uh, from a teaser standpoint, we might see some of our most promising options on the board. And I'd like to run one possible option by you. Looking at the Colts and Broncos, there's a lot of pick out there for both games, but you can get some plus one on both of those teams. And I would advise shopping around if you can get plus one on both teams at the same book. That could have the makings of a great six and a half point teaser leg, crossing up through three and seven for minus 130 or better. Looking at the Colts, I mean, we saw last week the Cardinals offense not looking equipped in its current form to build much of a margin over anybody with no Hopkins and Kyler Murray looking off since his return to the lineup. And the Colts certainly a step up in class from who the Cardinals faced last week in Detroit. And then the other like Denver taking on the Raiders in a game with a low total 41 and a half. So that could imply some reduced variance and also increase the relative value of each point we get taking an underdog up through that key number of seven. So I'd say, again, if you can find both of those teams at plus one, a six and a half point teaser for minus 130 or better, uh, definitely worth a look in my book. And if you can find one but not both of those teams, maybe also look for a little Jacksonville plus one. That could still be a decent fit, although I certainly say there should be less variance with the Colts and Broncos simply because they're not terrible teams like the Jacks. <laughs> there will be definitely less variance there. I think you're right, Matt. Yeah, Um and then I wanted to see if you had any thoughts on some more available six-point teaser options, seeing a few fits on the board, again, crossing through three and seven. We've got the Packers available to take down to minus one and a half against the Browns. Um, I have the Ravens on here, but it looks like the Bengals have been steamed recently. Yeah, that's up to three. So Ravens, probably not a good teaser fit. Um, so in addition to the Packers, maybe the Bills worth a look. 
minus two and a half. So you could take them up to plus eight and a half, taking on the Patriots. And where it's listed right now, the Chiefs minus two and a half hosting the Steelers. I know a lot of COVID news there, so maybe something to wait on for Kansas City. But um, among these teaser legs, I wanted to dig in a bit on that Bills-Patriots game because I'm seeing New England shaded toward three at Bookmaker, but it's a flat two from what I can see at Circa right now. Uh, Usually if I see one of the sharper books tilting toward three, I want to stay away in a teaser, knowing that if you can just isolate a plus three on one team like Buffalo in this case, that presents more value than teasing them up through a touchdown, but also needing another game to break in your favor. At the same time, if they're just minus uh, plus two at Circa and you could get them to plus eight and a half at a lot of books, that has the makings of a great teaser leg. So what do you make of the Bills prospects as a possible teaser candidate in week 16? Yeah, no, I'm glad you brought that up because I was, uh, before we jumped on the show, uh, I was just looking at some rankings and whatnot and and going through that. And I agree 100%. I think getting Buffalo, uh, you know, first of all, uh, above that touchdown, if you tease it, I think that's an outstanding play. Quick turnaround from, you know, two weeks ago when they played. Um, they obviously lost that game. They're going to come in completely focused. Um, you know, obviously New England's a, a very good team, but I like Buffalo getting a whole bunch of points in that. I agree a hundred percent. And like you said, I mean, if it goes to three, okay, that's fine. The, my guess on the ball, number one, it, it trickled up there, Matt, because Lamar Jackson didn't practice today. Um, uh, and we'll see what happens tomorrow. I would guess if he practices tomorrow, that's going to trickle back down and maybe that falls back into a more suitable teaser range as well. Um, so, you know, we, we could just kind of watch that one a little bit and see where that goes. I, I got to believe he's going to play this week, but uh, I, I thought Harbaugh said uh, yesterday or Monday that he felt he was going to practice this week, even today, which obviously didn't happen. So I don't know what to make of that, but um, I got to believe he's going to give it a go. You know, how effective he is, that's always another question. But I think that'll trickle back down a little bit if we get some practicing out of uh, Jackson here tomorrow or Friday. With where things stand right now, is it safe to say that the Packers minus one and a half paired with the Bills plus eight and a half, probably uh, the favorite teaser on the board if you were going to play one at this moment? Yeah, I was just looking here. Um, yeah, uh, you know, or or the what? Uh, I was just going to look. The I, I kind of like your Denver one as well. Um, I was just looking at that line. Um, like you said, though, that's a pick. So I agree. Yeah. Based on what we're seeing right now. Yes. I would say Green Bay and Buffalo, I think, are your best teaser bets right now. Yeah. I'd say if anybody can get the Colts and Broncos up to plus seven and a half in a six and a half point teaser, that would be my favorite bet on the board as we record this. But for the more widely available six point teaser options, can't fault a look at the Packers and Bills. And one more thing here, Scott, I wanted to touch on the optimal approach when we have a lot of appealing teaser legs. Let's say somebody really likes the Packers and Bills and they still feel good about teasing Baltimore up and maybe Kansas City is on the board and they want to take them down through the three. You could have up to four pretty enticing teaser legs. And when that's the case, do you look at maybe just a small bet, you know, round robining all those teams with each other? Or maybe take your two favorite options, play them for, you know, maybe 1.2 units. Take your next two favorite options, play them for a smaller amount, maybe one unit or eight-tenths of a unit. How do you approach executing teaser options when there are more than two pretty appealing games on the board? Well, I think you can do it in, in a – I think all those ways that, you know, mentioned, Matt, you can certainly do that. Um, I think the other thing, you can almost maybe try to break them into time segments a little bit as well. 
Um, now, you, we don't really have that opportunity as it sits today on a Thursday night game, but a Thursday, Saturday, um, a Saturday early game, maybe a late game, especially maybe a 425 uh, or 125 Pacific time game uh, as the late game on Sunday afternoons. So you, you can divvy them up amongst time zones as well. Um, if you think they're all uh, of somewhat equal value or close to equal value. And that just gives you some opportunities to do some other things. Uh, you know, for example, like last week, I had New England and Miami in a teaser. Obviously, New England didn't get there. Uh, but that was, you know, that was a different day. And now and now you get an opportunity maybe to do something else with Miami, with something else that you like to still take advantage of Miami as well. Whereas if they're going in the same time segment and one loses, then and the other one wins. Um, there's nothing to show for that, right? You've, you've lost because they've gone one-on-one. So I think that's the other thing you can do. You can kind of separate them off if, if possible, um, where you can still take advantage of one of the teams that you liked if the other team uh, blows out their tire basically for you, uh, you know, initially. So, uh, you know, I, I've done that sometimes uh, as well. Like you said, if you get the round robin approach, you're, you're kind of doing that anyway. Um, it kind of just depends on how much uh, – you know, money you want to lay out there, I think, you know, in terms of getting down how many ever teasers you want to get down on. Yeah, I love that angle of considering staggered time slots so you have some more maneuverability. And to that end, the last Week 16 game I'd want to touch on briefly would be the Monday Nighter. Not in teaser territory right now. The Saints are a juicy three-point favorite, and if anything, they might be touching three-and-a-half before we'd see them come down to two-and-a-half. But for the Dolphins, this is just their second road game since Halloween first trip outside the Eastern time zone since September. And I see a bit of a connection here to a chief spot you mentioned last week before they played at the Chargers on Thursday. But for the Dolphins, we could take that spot and put it on steroids. So do you think the Dolphins might be in a spot this week where they could be overrated by the market because they've just been home for so long and also beating up on some pretty weak opponents? Or do you think the Dolphins might have an edge here? Because even though they're on the road, they're probably about as fresh as a road team can get since they really haven't had to travel at all for a while. Well, you make a good point about them going on the road. And I think, you know, just looking at schedules sometimes, teams – and I think Dallas, I think, is coming home after playing three straight road games. So you, you kind of forget that sometimes. And um, and so you get so used to seeing a team like Dallas. You know, they've done okay on the road, obviously. But if they hadn't performed as well, well, they played a bunch of road games. Or to your point in this case, Miami has played pretty well here. Um but they've been sleeping in their own bed for you know a month and a half, effectively almost. Um, my numbers actually support Miami a little bit in this game, so it's hard for me to fall in love with New Orleans in this game. But to your point, like we've seen Miami in their best situations here, playing weak opponents um, and playing at home. It's a different animal now, um, and now they're going to go play New Orleans, uh, coming off a big win and obviously confident. It's kind of funny. I went. I. I went and looked at New Orleans because they've dominated Tampa Bay forever here. Uh, obviously, they had a big win last year uh, over them, and and in several years after that, it was other than last year. I think going back like three years in a row, New Orleans came home every single week after beating Tampa in Tampa and played Carolina, and actually lost a few of those games. Last year, I don't remember who they played. They came home, and I think they whoever they played, they beat. I think pretty pretty easily, um, but. You know, my, my numbers support Miami a little bit in this game, so it's hard for me to go against that. But I, I think you're dead on. These teams, and they sit home forever, and then, you know, everyone gets fat and happy with who they are and what they are, uh, and all of a sudden becomes a different animal. And they're going to go into – that's a very good defensive team. 
potentially going to cause some problems for Tua. It's going to be loud uh, in that stadium. Um, so buyer beware, I guess, if you're on Miami. I would only feel comfortable with Miami if I if I was taking them in a teaser. But to your point, I don't know that we're ever going to get that down to to a teaser range.